today we have Michaela from the Fabricant in the in the room with us. For people who don't know about uh, the Fabricant, can Michaela briefly introduce about what the Fabricant is and what they do? Sure. So now my name is Michaela. I'm the head of content and strategy, creative strategy for the Fabricant, which means I take care of our our brand philosophy and how we think and how we communicate what we do to the fashion public and obviously the digital fashion creators of the world. The Fabricant is a digital fashion house, which means we create clothes that are only for the digital environment. So nothing we ever do is physical and everything is digital for use in gaming platforms or digital environments where you will dress your avatar, social media, etc. So for people who probably don't have that much idea about what is digital fashion, can you tell us a little bit about the background of digital fashion or virtual fashion in our work? Sure. So digital fashion in a nutshell, in a kind of simple way, is a way of being digitally dressed. So if you're interacting via a screen in, in this kind of interaction, you don't need physical garments to be created. We don't need to... Use natural resources, go to a factory, weave a piece of fabric, fly that across the planet, deliver it to stores to eventually be bought by us to wear. As you can imagine, when we start thinking about this process, it's excessive and extraordinary. And all these processes were created for societies that existed hundreds of years ago, of course. So here we are in the 21st century and we have the technology and the means to really disrupt the idea of what being dressed is and what garments are. So the Fabricant was the first digital fashion house and we began creating clothes purely for the digital realm that are made only out of data, which means they're created in 3D software like Clo. We build the garments as, as 3D patterns and then you can wear them. So digital dressing for lots of people is, is a very new idea. But if you think about how we interact right now socially, using social media or via screens, certainly because of the pandemic, this kind of screen interaction has, has obviously become very common in a way that wasn't previously uh, used. So within these kind of interactions, we can be digitally dressed. So that's how we intervene in this sort of big cycle of, I guess, waste and carbon download that we can avoid now because of technology. That's very interesting. So like what we're doing right now, probably in the future, we can dress digitally in a way. Absolutely. I mean, there are, there are ways of doing it right now, whereby you can be digitally dressed on a still image. And one mm-hmm. of our garments could be applied to a still image of you and you would have a beautifully flawlessly dressed image of yourself that you could share across your various social profiles. What needs to happen for this kind of interaction that we, we'd like to move, obviously, is the tech needs to catch up a little bit and it's almost there. Let's say tech, I mean a filter. So everybody's probably familiar with the Snapchat filters that we've all used where you can um, wear a pirate's hat. And Instagram as well. Exactly. Exactly. And so these filters are very familiar. For our kind of garments, which are very highly finished, hyper-real, we would prefer for, for our iteration a much more flawless way to be digitally dressed. So it would be able to track your body Perfectly. Movement. So when you use a filter right now, you'll you'll notice it kind of doesn't track in the way that you'd like to, or it detaches itself a little bit. The filters that we need are full body filters. We're almost there. Snapchat, I think, mm-hmm. might just have released something 
in, in a beta form for various uh, creators to test if they can get this flawless oh. iteration right. I think maybe this is just last week or something. So it's getting there and we will be able to do this fairly soon. I don't know what the timelines are, so I'm just leaving uh -huh. big, big timelines <laughs> to, to really be able to popularize digital dressing. So you right now could at the click switch your garment to express your mood, your feeling, to be appropriate to the conversation, to express different parts of yourself that you would you'd like to express through digital fashion. That's very interesting. But how could we use it? For example, like you had you said Snapchat or for example Instagram. But is there any other places we can use it? For example, gaming? Definitely, I would say right now, gaming is probably the easiest place to use digital fashion. Everybody, whether they're a gamer or not, will be kind of familiar with the idea of when you go into a game, you can select a, a character called an avatar, and yeah. you can choose to dress that avatar in whatever iteration suits you. It's usually me, but I don't know. Whatever's appropriate, you get various choices. Within yeah. games, they also have their own marketplace. So there'll be some default um, skins, they're called. These skin, uh, the yeah. skin avatars that I'm talking about. There'll be default skins that go with the game, or you can purchase more um, individualistic skins, shall we say. Like in, in Fortnite, I think you can buy quite a lot of different skins to, yes. to run around and, and you know, interact in the environment. So digital fashion has a natural home in the gaming environment because it's a very mm -hmm. familiar way. It's, it's, it, that is digital fashion, actually. Our iteration, yeah. I guess, compared to the, 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 the styling, shall we say, that people are familiar with in the gaming environment, Ours takes that up a notch to be a much more fashion, much more avant-garde expression that would be look maybe more like something that you'd see on a on an edgy catwalk, rather mm -hmm. than be the the current iteration, which is more, I guess, sort of playful and maybe a bit more cartoony. And I'm, I'm wondering if I'm describing this right, if I'm I'm doing it um, justice to the to gaming skins. They are fun and they're playful. But I, I'd yeah. say they're a bit more kind of obviously gaming, whereas mm -hmm. digital fashion takes it to a very much more, more fashion expression. Real life, in a way. Kind of more real life. But if you look at our garments, we, we like to keep one foot in reality and uh -huh. but really play with the possibilities. So yeah. within the digital environment and in 3D, obviously, there's no gravity. You don't really have to conform to the, the, the limitations of physicality. So your dress can behave, or your garment, or whatever you want to wear, can behave in ways that are physically impossible. We just did one that, that expresses this really well because it, it landed this week, which is why I'm thinking of it. It's a collaboration that we did with a physical fashion designer in Australia oh. who creates these very beautiful evening garments, very red carpet, sort of uh, glossy interpretation. His name is Tony. So we worked with Tony to bring one of his beautiful garments into the 3D world and really play with what you can do. So the garment looks like this wonderful kind of uh, glossy ball gown, but yeah. it has tentacles that, that fly away in the air. You know these things that live on coral reefs and they've got all yeah. the kind of sway It's around. almost like an atmosphere in, in surrounding you, is it? No, they, they literally come out of the garment. Oh. It's really stunning. And the garment itself is made from a liquid metal which is obviously impossible in reality. It's yeah. really wonderful. It's a really nice um, experience. 
So this garment is currently available to wear right now at Australian Fashion Week. So visitors to Australian Fashion Week can go in a booth and they will be able to, they'll see our garment and they can um, see themselves wearing our garment. So it's really spectacular. That's really interesting. But do they do like the physical duplicate of that one though? Like not like exactly duplicate, but like a little bit more like narrow down, like simplified duplicate of that. No, this garment is purely a digital kind of collaboration. Oh. It would be physically impossible to create in real life. Yeah, I guess. With, um, the, the way that the garment actually from the texture would be physically impossible. And for this particular activation, shall we call it, it's purely to be digitally dressed. And again, it's because they, the designer and the organizers of Australian Fashion Week really wanted to start this conversation about what fashion can be in the future, how you can yeah. be digitally dressed, what this means in terms of sustainability. And you really have to, I guess, inspire people and excite people about the possibilities. So. It's really cool that these things are happening in the in the wider world. Mm, that's really interesting. But what do we need to wear when we want to try out the virtual garment pieces? Yeah, I mean, if you go to a platform like DressX, which is a yeah. digital fashion retailer, so we're a digital mm -hmm. fashion house operating, I guess, in the way, to some degree, I would say, only some degree, a traditional fashion house does it. It's our job to design and create the garments then you would go to a retailer to buy the garment, obviously. So DressX is a digital fashion retailer. They only sell digital garments. And I think when you go on their website, they, they're very specific for you to receive the best image of yourself digitally dressed. I think, you'll have to double check this. I think you have to yeah. wear a close fitting garment, maybe with your arms bare. Um, uh, okay. so the one that you choose, you know, you don't have sleeves sticking mm -hmm. out or you don't have anything showing that you don't want to be shown, depending on the garment that you choose. But when you go to a retailer like DressX, they'll be very specific because they obviously they don't want to send you a picture that's not exactly as you would uh, like to see it. Yeah. So this is probably like one step further from the question, but how does a virtual designer, virtual fashion designer or digital fashion designer monetize? A very good question. So we're working on something right now, in fact, a platform, so the platform that we're working on has, has just been in mm -hmm. beta. It was in the first lockdown. So it was, must have been, it must have been March, 2020 when we dropped it initially. Uh -huh. And Leela is a platform that we're trying to create to allow young designers in the digital space who have the software and want to really start creating their own garments will be able to create their own aesthetic and be able to sell and monetize. Right now, I think you would probably have to go to DressX as a retailer. Um, yeah. They curate their store because um, mm -hmm. they'd like it to be obviously the best kind of iterations. I don't know what the business model there is in terms of paying the creators and how much they monetize for. Mm -hmm. For us as a digital fashion house, Leela will really allow young creators to begin iterating their own garments and to collaborate with other creators. A big part of our belief around digital fashion is it's a really open, transparent space where you can collaborate and co-create with your fellow creators. We co-create a lot with our audience. We yeah. consider them our creative peers. So it's not this kind of classic top-down model that you have in traditional fashion whereby mm -hmm. 
they dictate how everything's going to be. We don't believe in that yeah. at all. It's just not how we want to behave. And it's certainly not how digital fashion behaves. Because mm-hmm. we can, you know, we can really open up this environment to be very inclusive of people. So on Lily, you'll be able to create your own garments, collaborate with your fellow creators, and sell in a marketplace to people that are very engaged with digital fashion. Um, right now, a lot of creators will go on to digital art marketplaces, of which there are lots and lots in the world. They, they usually sell crypto art, so much more art than a fashion expression. And they will sell them there as NFTs. So there's, there's yeah. that way of selling their garments as well, which is, I guess, also the other big way that creators right now are trying to monetize their work. Mm-hmm. NFT is a really exciting new thing coming along. Quite a lot of people are talking about it. Briefly talk about NFT. Sure. So NFT stands for non-fungible token, which is a bit of a mouthful. So everybody just mm-hmm. says NFT. And an NFT essentially is a digitally created item which has been uploaded to blockchain. Blockchain provides is a digital ledger. Blockchain technology is how all cryptocurrencies work. So Bitcoin, Ethereum, and all the other gazillions of digital currencies out there. They all use um, blockchain technology to verify these transactions and, and, and validate that things happen through a a distributed network of computers. So blockchain allows you to really validate a transaction. It's completely transparent. So you know that a transaction has happened and it's trackable and traceable throughout history as long as obviously technology exists. So NFTs, essentially a visual, they're a visual iteration, which then because it's been verified on the blockchain kind of becomes a visual cryptocurrency. So the item that you've sold as an NFT then has value of its own. So it becomes collectible. So there's lots of digital art collectors. That's a very well-established area. Mm-hmm. Digital fashion is, I guess, the next big iteration of digital collectibles. You'll see this coming up a lot. It's only just early days. So it allows you to really collect and trade digital items in a way that makes its own market and its own currency. For digital art in particular, it's a really, really lively market. There's astonishing numbers to attach to some digital art pieces. If everybody feels like Googling, there was an artist called Beeple that sold his artwork for 70 million pounds, I think it was. Crazy. Anyway, regardless of the currency, it was a lot of money. (laughs) And that just happened this year. And his piece was sold as an NFT. So it really, I guess enlightened people on what's possible in this market but you know keeping it real not everybody will sell for those kind of sums people's artwork sold for that kind of money because he has a long history and a lot of respect in the digital art environment nfts are a really incredible way for creators to iterate to sell their work in a new form so they can create a digital um, a digital version of a physical garment and sell their physical garment in the physical space and then do their digital iteration of the same garment and and sell that in the digital space and and, and be able to monetize it. And it's great for building reputation, for getting your collection and your ideas out there and really building your own profile as as a young designer. So I would encourage all creators, whether they're in the art, music, photography, fashion space, to look at this world because it is the future of how everybody's creativity will be marketed and traded and collected by, uh, by their audience. 
the funny thing is I know like even tweet, even a tweet can be an NFT, right? Anything can be an NFT. That's it really just, interesting. It's really interesting because it's a whole new way of thinking about stuff. So we're so used to, here's my little water bottle. We're so used to everything that we value being a physical object. That's mm -hmm. just how everything has been. And what technology has given us is, is, is this new comprehension of what things can be. So the, when we introduced the idea of digital fashion, it was very challenging for people because everybody up until 2018, sure. when we started talking about it, just yeah. knew fashion as a physical thing. So people said, well, what, what do you mean? You're creating garments that don't physically exist. This just can't be possible. And so we've really had to explain that, yes, it is possible and you can create things digitally um, and you don't have to rely on physicality anymore. And it does, you know, it's completely fine to ask questions. Nobody should feel scared or embarrassed if they don't understand this world. It's very new and they should feel enabled to ask lots of questions because there's lots of questions to ask about this world and it's completely okay. But it does require you to shift your mindset into what is fashion? So if we stop thinking of fashion as something that you wear against your body that protects you from the environment, and you start thinking of fashion as an emotional experience or a way of expressing maybe parts of your persona that you don't physically express. So yeah. we could, like, you know, our physical selves are dressed like this, but in the digital environment, we can be quite wild. You mm. could be multiple people. You can try on multiple bodies. You could maybe experiment with your identity in a way that you would never dream of in, in the real world. So it's a really exciting, very creative, very innovative space for everybody, regardless of, you know, you don't have to be a tech creator to participate. You can just be a fashion lover and really have this playful moment to see who you can be and begin to iterate yourself and see yourself in new ways. And I think that's a, that's a really exciting part of digital fashion. So on top of that, I'm going to add on something. Like this is a new word I learned the other day called metaverse. So correct me if I'm wrong. Metaverse is almost like another form, like maybe like a, future of the internet in the future. So it's almost like a new world, a new realm in a way, like it's digitalized. So people can shop on it, people can like present their artwork and people can shop with like cryptocurrencies. And obviously like everyone got their own like one or, or more personas. So for that, like this new world, we need fashion designers. We need like this skin in a way of like, uh, Fortnite is talking about the skin. So, Obviously, fashion designers definitely, they definitely need fashion designers to create that. If not fashion designers, maybe like other kind of designers, but they need people to create that. So that's why like uh, digital fashion will become more and more important because this era or that these new words coming to us soon in the future. Is that correct? Absolutely. That's, that's very well explained. Yeah, absolutely correct. So the metaverse so let's just explain, let's just maybe unpack the, the idea of what the metaverse is just to, just to land it with people. So a metaverse is a, a fully realized persistent digital world. So to put this in simple terms, if you're thinking of a game like Fortnite, that mm -hmm. is called a metaverse. So it's a world that you can enter, you're immersed, it's immersive is, is a very strong part of what the metaverse will be. And a metaverse is just a fully realized digital world in which you can persistently exist and roam around and interact and do exactly what you said, transact and, and, and participate in experiences. So right now I'd say 
Fortnite is probably the most famous iteration of a metaverse, which is obviously a gaming environment. What we'll see, and in Fortnite, they, the designers of Fortnite are obviously Epic Games, um, a massive global company, which will probably, I guess, iterate the, the metaverse that we will all just generally participate in. So as you correctly say, the metaverse is the next iteration of the internet. So if we think of the internet right now, it's, kind of, it's quite old technology, really. It's very 2D, you go on a page and you click some buttons, da 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 buy something, whatever. So a metaverse expression of the internet, you will enter as your digital self, as your avatar, wherever you want to be. Immerse yourself in a store environment, for example, roam around in your digital store, select some garment, uh, and interact with people there and go out to a digital club in the metaverse and listen to a digital DJ set, et cetera, et cetera. You can, you can kind of take it wherever your imagination would like to go. So the metaverse is coming, it's being created right now. Right now, there are multiple competing metaverses. So yeah. there's Fortnite is one, Decentraland, which is like a big digital marketplace is another. It's a fully realized digital world where you can go and buy digital art and attend digital events. There's lots of these competing right now. I guess in the way that, just judging from historic behavior of how the internet operated, or search, certainly search engines, obviously there were lots of them and then there was Google. I guess mm. the metaverse will be defined, and I'm guessing right now what might be Epic Games. So as you say, when, when we express and iterate our digital selves, we will we'll all have a digital twin. And this mm -hmm. might seem like an outlandish idea for everybody right now, but this is what's, what will happen in the not too distant future. We'll have a digital twin, which will obviously require to be digitally dressed. So as you say, there's this huge opportunity for creators of all kinds to really begin to iterate, which is really exciting and define how people will look and what they'll wear in this environment. It's so new, the metaverse as a, as a a live concept is even newer than digital fashion, which is also very new. Yeah. So these are very frontier bits of creativity. And now is the time to, to begin to participate, or at least just read up and begin to understand. It's really, really exciting. Every brand of every kind will probably have some iteration in the metaverse. There'll be countries in the metaverse that you can go and visit. So all things are possible in this environment, and certainly fashion will be key because everybody will suddenly have this new way to express themselves and wander around and interact with other, other people all over the planet mm -hmm. and, and choose how they want to look there. I think even more than fashion, maybe hairstyle and everything like makeup gonna be part of the digital in a way. I think like right now, for example, like Instagram is already kind of like the, your new digital persona. Though you're using your, maybe your real face, but someone's not using the real face, but like, it's almost like the, the different persona. I think this is really interesting and up and coming. For those designers, like maybe brands right now or designers, how do they start? They literally just have to start by starting. You know, they just have to do it. There are tons of great videos on YouTube. There's loads of free resources. So the great thing about digital fashion and, and everybody in this space, I would say in the blockchain, crypto space, digital fashion, it's very much about collaboration. It's very much about being open source 
and making sure everybody can participate. It's a very different way of doing it. And, and there's lots of little micro environments, but it's a very lively, very open, very, very welcoming space. So people really want to begin to iterate and encourage others to iterate. So you'll see tons of resources on the internet every in all of these digital spaces that will show you how to use pieces of software like Clo3D. We use Clo3D a lot for our garments. Clo3D is a piece of software that really allows you to create digital garment patterns, stitch them together and iterate your garments in a, in a fully 3D way to a sort of high level of finish. There are other softwares and there's so many creators globally that are really willing to share their knowledge and encourage others to participate. There's loads of hints and hacks. So I would just say, just have a look around. You can join our own Twitch streams, by the way. The Fabricant mm. is a fully digital atelier. So everything we do is digital. And, and because obviously we also believe very much in democratization of creativity and transparency and everything, I guess, that the traditional fashion industry is not, is just not how we behave. Every Tuesday, I'm saying this right now, currently it's every Tuesday, every Tuesday between 6 and 9 p.m. Amsterdam time, mm. we open our digital atelier and you can join the stream and just design alongside us. So our, our digital fashion design team will work on a live project and just take you through the process of what we're doing. There'll be some process that either draping or fitting a garment. Yesterday we did a stream on just sort of how to create a collar and stitch it perfectly and put a pocket. Mm and sleeves on and just showing creators this is how you do it this is how we do it here's a little hack that we've learned that really helps you out we have a huge community of creators on face facebook group is called the digital fashion notes it's really open very collaborative and super supportive it's very nice and everybody feeds back on everybody's garments everybody shows off where they're at and it's everybody from people who have never iterated before right up to very experienced creatives who are creating their own and selling their own garments. So it's, it's a huge spectrum of people and it's a very generous, supportive community. So please do start, just, just, just have a little look, watch some videos, try and get your, obviously, you know, as with all software, you have to yeah. iterate and make lots of mistakes and get things wrong, but just trying, you know, and really skilling yourself up to enter this world because regardless of whether you want to be in the traditional industry or the digital only industry, you will need to use this software. So yeah. the sooner you get to kind of to grips with it or just begin to comprehend what you can and can't do, uh, the better for anybody that wants to enter our space. That's really interesting because in the beginning, before I, I, I talked to you this time, I thought you probably need to collaborate with like someone else to know how to do this thing. But now you say it's actually, I mean, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's a lot more accessible or easier than I thought. So I think it's just like a balance for like all the designers right now. They probably need to, this is probably like a thing that the skill they probably need to know or need to have, or at least touch to understand that what actually works for be more competitive in the future in a way. So yeah, I really like that idea. So today I have one last um, question is what's a vision or possibilities? Obviously we talk a lot about the fabricant. You know, it, it's interesting because I would say from 2018 to now, which is only three years, 
the space that we're in and, and where we started from evolves so much. It moves so quickly. And there's a lot to know about this space. As I've said, digital fashion intersects with gaming, with crypto, with blockchain. So all these worlds kind of collide and I guess combine with another to create this ecosystem. Mm. Um, I don't want anybody to get intimidated by this. It just happens to be, there are lots of different ways of iterating digital fashion. So don't feel like, oh my goodness, I've got to know like a multitude of things. As you begin to know about this space, you will become familiar with certain topics that inevitably always cross over with what we do. Um, but all of these um, things that I've just mentioned, crypto, blockchain, they've, they've kind of always been there, but they've really evolved to, to come to the forefront of what we do. Gamification, even in the physical fashion world, has really come to the fore during the pandemic. And in 2021, you've seen big brands like Balenciaga and Gucci suddenly realize the value of digital fashion and begin to iterate digital-only ideas just to experiment. So. Mm -hmm. Don't feel bad if you haven't even started yet and just realize that gigantic brands have only just started experiment in this space. So for us, it's very difficult to predict because obviously there's a, it moves so rapidly that it's kind of difficult to say, well, in five years time, this is exactly what's going to happen. Um, because obviously tech moves very quickly. Uh, the Snapchat yeah. films that I talked about, not, we kind of know that they will make a big difference to how people will be able to use our garments. Not quite there yet, but in a, in a, in a, I would say it's kind of easy to predict that in some way, using some kind of digital interface, our garments will be wearable at street level. So rather than you having to sit here and look at the screen, you would more than likely be able to wear your regular clothing, go onto the street, probably wearing a pair of digitally and uh, Wi-Fi enabled glasses of some kind and the person walking towards you will be wearing their regular garments but via your glasses you'll be able to see their digital self oh. and you'll be able to see what their digital fashion expression is or their digital twin in the metaverse so but if you take them off obviously they'll look like their their physical expression so I would say that's more than likely where things will go so we'll see the the digital fashion expression become more usable in the built environment shall we say Wow, that is really fascinating just to think about that. Well, thank you very much. And I learned a lot from you today. So thank you very much for coming to have a chat with me. Thank you so much, Calvin. It's my pleasure.